0: Welcome back to Being Heard, talking in Conversation. I'm your host, Leah. With me is Dana James, founder of Black Eyewitness News, who is also another co-host. And with us, we have a special guest, Andrea Smith, survivor, list maker, and happiness maker. Alice Walker said, for in the end, freedom is a personal and lonely battle and one faces down fears of today so that those of tomorrow might be engaged. Hey, ladies, how are you doing today? Hey, Leah, how you doing?
1: Good.
0: Welcome. Thank you all for having me. Yes, well, welcome, Andrea, so glad to have you today. Uh, Can you tell our listeners a little bit about who is Andrea Smith? Well, um, thank you again for having me Dana um I am a reader
1: of Black Iowa News, and I applaud to both of you for being the forces in the community that you are. We need you, so don't go away um i am I've been a resident of Des Moines since two thousand four um I currently work for a large agricultural <laughs> provider of this country i um have two dogs, and I am actually about to not be an Iowa resident. Um, I am moving to the great state of South Carolina here in a few weeks. Um, unexpected, but very happy about it. And um, I have been a member of this community since 2004. I've worked um, with various community organizations. I've helped write grants to get money as part of this community. So it's going to be hard to leave, but it is time to go. And so I'm happy that one of the last things that I get to do as an I want is to talk to the two of you today. So I'm very happy to be here. Thank you.
0: Excellent. So tell us a little more about why it's time to go. What does that mean to you?
1: Well, um, and I have been since 2000, let's say 2023. So for the past four years, um, I have been in a relationship. And this relationship started out as all relationships do. They're great and they're wonderful. And then this relationship turned um, increasingly bad and toxic. And um, I don't think anyone goes into a relationship with the intentions of them being horrible. But um, I have learned a lot. And I feel like if I can spare someone a part of my journey then it is my each one teach one it is my responsibility to do so um my former partner had a has a serious alcohol addiction and i thought that i knew what that meant um i am a church girl from the south um i don't know nothing about nothing and I, I I, I don't have any addictions. I've never smoked anything in my life. I've never taken an illegal drug in my life. I'm a somewhat good church girl or being a better church girl, you know how to hide it because church girls know how to hide things. <laughs> so just the sneakiest people in the world are people who go to church every Sunday, trust and believe. So, um, but, um, I, um, I didn't know anything about this and, um, my partner at the time was very good at, you know, he was managing his program and working his program until he wasn't And when he had his first relapse. I didn't quite know what to do. So um, I'm a list maker. I put that in my profile. I started reading. I started looking. I started looking for resources. And um there are lots of programs out there for people, Alcoholics Anonymous, and they have support groups for people who are partners or who have, um they call them qualifiers, your qualifying person. Al- Narco- Narcotics Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous, there are all types of support groups for people who are in the active throes of addiction and who are supportive of people who are in addiction. But what I found is that there is nothing for Black women in this space. Um, when my partner had his relapse, um, I went to my first meeting, and it, I was treated like an oddity. Everyone wanted to see what I had to say, um, because you know I I walk in a room sometimes, and it's like, well, what is she doing here? And it's very hard to take up space as a person of color, and you're the only white person there. Um, as I oh, have to. As Iowans, we have to do this. You are often the only you that looks like you. However, when you are in a space seeking help and seeking guidance and everyone wants to talk about, well, how'd you get those shoes? And, you know, what are you doing? How did you get your hair like that? Or they just want to see, um, you know, what you're saying. You know, I smile a lot. People think that I'm, necess- I'm this friendly, you know, oh, she's really nice. No, I'm not. So um, you know, I, I, you know, I don't let the smile fool you. But you know, I come here seeking advice and seeking assistance, and you don't necessarily get that. There is no one that speaks to your experience. There are apps, especially during COVID, the prevalence of apps. But then again, there is no carve-out space when you are dealing with someone who is in the throes of addiction. Um, I'd never been in an abusive relationship before. I'd never been in anything where I had to hide things. When you become the friend who needs help instead of the friend who people go to for help, it is increasingly lonely and difficult. And you isolate yourself. My partner never hit me, but, you know, um, I would take videos of him when he was in the middle of a relapse when I was called... Um, Leah, you can cut this part out, but can I can I curse? Go ahead if you want. Okay, okay thank you. So, um, when I got called whore and slut and bitch and all kinds of names, because you know alcohol is a truth teller. So when you get called all kinds of names and your self esteem is destroyed, when people threaten to unalive your pets, when um people um take your car. And go get a DUI in it. When you have to get restraining orders and involve the police as a person of color calling the police on a white man who is threatening you and you are not believed. Oh, he'll be all right. Um, When every move is questioned, when everything, when you stop being who you are. And there is nowhere to turn. Because you can't, we... I think we as Black women, you know what to do, and you know what to do, and you know how to do. And if you don't do, and oh, she's stupid. And I don't want to be that girl. So I didn't tell anybody. For two years, I didn't tell anyone how I was suffering. I didn't tell anyone that I was sleeping with a locked door and a loaded gun next to my bed at night because I was afraid someone was going to come in and get me. I didn't tell people how I had to put people out of my house and make them sleep outside because I was afraid. I didn't tell people how when I threatened to break up with this person, they would take pills and threaten to unalive themselves. And I had to call the police and have people commit it. Mm. I told nobody. And this was my reality for two years. I was living Lauren Hill. I was living X Factor. I was living X factor. Uh, every time I try to walk away, you would hurt yourself to make me stay. This is crazy. How can you live this way? And eventually I'd had enough. And so, because you can't, you can't love people enough to get them through their addiction. You cannot love people enough. You can't be mean. You can't be nice. You can't be happy. You can't be sad. You can't be supportive if those people you can't make people do things they don't want to do and if someone loves vodka more than you then they love vodka more than you and you can't compete so i finally realized that and i am leaving iowa i think it's time for a fresh start i think it's time to get away because everything is a reminder of what i've lost and that's time um I'm not ungrateful for the journey. I'm not ungrateful for what I learned. However, I do wish that I had somebody, a safe space, as a woman of color, as someone who is dealing with this. Because if I'm just going to be honest, all of the Alcoholics Anonymous groups that I've done, it's been all white people. Um, well, I got Jim Bob out of the bar last night and I just don't know what to do. And it became more of a bitch session than it did obsession for solutions. And for some people, that's great. But I'm not some people. There was nothing to say, you know, this is what you do. When you wake up in the middle of the night and they're screaming because they're going through withdrawal from alcohol, this is what you do when you have to you have to change your life. My I had a piggy bank. I think black people keep change all the time. And I had a piggy bank <laughs> and it was a vacation fund. Cause we all know that uncle that had a Crown Royal bag full of pennies. <laughs> it is.
0: Look, don't sweat roll containers <laughs> <that. laughs> over here in the um cookie jar, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I me. had
1: one. I bought it from Walmart and it was a vacation fund. It looked like a um, picture frame. And so it was a piggy bank and I would just put change in it because, you know, black people, that's what we do. We keep change. So I had to get out of that habit because my piggy bank got taken from alcohol mm. several times. I think, and the hope of it is what kills you. Hope will destroy you. When they are good for a little while and then you figure out what did I do to make you relapse? Absolutely nothing. I, br- I woke up today, so you decided to drink. Um, I put on some clothes and actually put on some makeup and did my hair so I look like a decent human being instead of a crazy person that I am. Oh, I think I want to drink. I might be leaving you and going out on my own and getting away from this toxic miasma of mess. Oh, I think I want to drink because she'll stay. When you make the decision to get away from toxicity. When normal seems weird because you're so used to toxicity, it is time to go. And um, I made my list of the things that I needed to do to get out of this list and get out of this mess. I've not told anybody what I was going through, and this is very difficult for me, but um I've not told my closest friends, I've not told my mother, I've not told my sorority sisters. I've not told a soul that I had bruises on my arms cause I was running to get away, that the door was broken because I would lock the door and he would try to beat it down to get me and I'm not saying that I'm perfect, you know everybody you know you get pushed to a point and you say and do some things, but there was nobody. There was nobody, and and I know I have friends, I could turn to friends, but for a little while, there's, there's nobody. Ah. So I, um, I wish that there was a space for women like me, the overly educated white ladies, because we all are. Yes, we are. To have, a, to have a space. And I went to therapy. I tried to find someone. I. When you know what to do, and you are smart enough to know what to do, and you don't, because love
0: makes you dumb or makes you care for well. Thank you, Andrea, for coming on here talking about being a survivor, a list maker, and a happiness seeker—or maybe happiness seeker. That too. Um, (laughs) You have just listened to Being Heard. You can find us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts. My name work Stanford Radio. Thank you.